Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This mayor in South Korea had decided to schedule a day to clean up trash left on the beach of his coastal town. Jindo actually sits on the third largest island in the country, with a land area of about 140 square miles, and there's a big bridge connecting it to the mainland, which means it a convenient tourism spot. So as part of the International Coastal Cleanup Day, a global event aimed at countering the scourge of seaborne waste, about 600 volunteers came to local government officials requesting an official declaration and a permit to clean up the trash that had collected on the beach. Mayor Lee Dong-jin said absolutely, but there was one problem. The beaches are already clean. Apparently nobody litters in South Korea, and so in order to save face, the mayor had over a ton of trash trucked in and dumped on the shoreline for volunteers to pick up. He's since apologized for the deception. <laughs> You'd have thought, Cliff, somebody might have taken a peek at the beach. Before you, you know, say it's dirty, go look. Yes. <laughs> You're right. I wish those 600 people would have come to my house. <laughs> well, Cliff, let's start off the day with our thought of the day. Okay. Anybody yes. can overcome adversity. Okay. All it takes is skill and determination to come up with a good reason just to give up. <laughs> Kind of like this Monday morning. I just feel like giving up already, Cliff. We just got started. <laughs> We've been going like six minutes. I know. <laughs> My endurance isn't what it used to be. <laughs> Unexpected expenses. Yeah. You know, we've all yes. had that. Right. And Cliff, i am got the debate right now, but I'm not sure what to do. Okay. I took the car in Friday to the mechanic. He checked it over and he said, My brakes are getting... Close. Okay. I mean close. Okay. Not worn out. Yeah. No need to panic yet, but the time's coming. And I don't know whether to believe this or not, because he went through the list of options for me to choose from. Yeah. And there's a list. Mm -hmm. And then he said, and this season, I can offer you pumpkin spice brake pads. (laughs) Now, I don't know if there is such a thing or not, Cliff, and if there is... Why would my yeah. brakes need to smell like pumpkin spice? I, I don't know. I'll never smell them. No. Being inside the vehicle. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else will either. I think he's pulling my leg, Cliff. <laughs> I think he is. Maybe he's making fun of all things pumpkin spiced. We had a report by the United Nations released last week echoed the warnings of many about the effects of global warming and climate change. And there's one new twist... It has the approval, by the way, of the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Everyone's already heard about the melting polar ice caps and the destruction of that delicate environment. And everyone's also heard that's about that's causing the sea level to rise. And everyone's also heard that that's eventually going to cause many coastal cities to go underwater at some point in the future. The warmer, deeper ocean will play an increasingly bigger role in hurricanes and other severe weather, but the problem the rising sea levels are causing right now as we speak is that it's making it a lot harder for more than 60 million people to flush their toilets. 
<laughs> About 20% of the homes in the U.S. use a septic tank for waste disposal, including our good friend Weed. And a disproportionate share of those, by the way, are among or along the coastlines. And because poop floats and water goes downhill, a higher water table caused by climate change means a shorter distance for things to flow, if you know what I mean. That could leave toilets not clearing when you push the handle, more clogs, tops being blown off septic tanks, and in general, a crappy situation. And I can attest to <laughs> things floating. <laughs> it's but on our Facebook page this morning, Cliff. The yeah. question is there. We mentioned it last week. Mm -hmm. that Morgan Freeman can be the voice of your Alexa at your house. Yes. If you so desire. Mm -hmm. You can do it for free until the end of the year. So yes. our question is, mm -hmm. if you could choose anybody to be your voice on your Alexa at home, who would you choose? And we've had a uh, vast assortment of answers, including yeah. Cliff Ingram. Oh, they want me to be their voice of Alexa. Yes. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yes. I think Ozzy Osbourne is an interesting one. That's <laughs> How would you on tell there. what he's saying? I understand that, yes. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> he can tell you where they go. <laughs> if they thought Samuel L. Jackson was full of dirty words, Gordon Ramsay's just as bad. Yes. But my favorite so far, Cliff, yeah. is Mel Tillis. <laughs> no. Somebody wants Mel Tillis. Mel Tillis. Yes. To be the voice of their their computer thing. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be a long conversation. That's going to be, yes. You have to have a lot of spare time yeah. there, Cliff, uh -huh. if you want Mel to do that yeah. for you. Unless he sings it to you. Yeah. If you sold out Rupp Arena faster than Paul McCartney could sell it out, would you think you're a superstar in the country music business? I would think so, yes. I would think so, too. And Luke Combs did that just wow. recently. Yes. Holy cow. He sold out Rupp Arena, which is about 23,500 seats okay. for a concert. Yeah. He sold that out faster than Paul McCartney. In less than 12 minutes, the tickets were all gone. <laughs> now, I'm not so sure that 12-minute time span means that you or I could buy the tickets and not a bunch of scalpers buying the tickets. Right. I don't know about that. Right. But I do know that that's how quick it went in less than 12 minutes. And if you can outdo <laughs> Paul McCartney, I'd say you got a pretty good career headed your way, Cliff. Uh, perhaps, yes. Oh, yeah. You spent the weekend researching the ticket to the bank. indeed. And so, yes. we've been saying for months yes. and months yes. that take it to the bank is factual. The only true thing you may hear all morning long. <laughs> Except for the news. Except for the news. Just issue that reminder. Yes. Except for that. And Cliff, yeah. well, he spent the weekend seeing if the take it to the bank was really true or not. That's right. And if you missed Friday's take it to the bank, it was concerning the fact that the only president to have a bartender's license was Abraham Lincoln. And you went to the source. And I went directly to the source to find it. You uh, <laughs> going to give us a little hint one way or the other which way the uh, well was leaning? <laughs> Let's just say Lincoln, among his many things, was a politician. <laughs> so sometimes what he said and what he did... Could have been two different things. Who would have thought that? <laughs> as we learned Friday on that small, insignificant collection of so-called facts you call take it to the bank, 
Abraham Lincoln was at one point in his life a bartender and that he was the only president in history to actually be licensed as such. I decided I needed to see first-hand evidence of this myself, not so much as I didn't believe the facts as presented, but it was more of a quest to learn more useless things, especially because you and I have found over the years many things about Lincoln that we did not know that were surprising. We had previously known or learned he was the accomplished wrestler in his younger days, and we did not know that. So the car went northwest to Springfield, to Lincoln's home as an adult, to the state capitol that would seem where that would seem or see him become a legislator and a lawyer and eventually the president of the United States. And here's what I found. Lincoln, in his mid-twenties, did indeed own a grocery or part of a grocery called Barry and Lincoln. In 1833, stores that sold liquor by the drink were called groceries, and Abe served up French brandy, peach and apple brandy, along with imported and domestic gin and rum. They sold beer and cider and served food and could put travelers up for the night. The business, though, would fail, as Lincoln's partner Barry took advantage of the stock in the back of the store to drink up all the profits, and Lincoln eventually became more interested in reading. It was, in fact, at this time that he became an attorney. Later, in the world of politics, Abraham Lincoln would deny that he ever sold alcohol by the drink, while, in fact, he was still paying off the debt from the failed business. <laughs> And the denial came again when his background was covered that he was a bartender in the first of the great Lincoln-Douglas debates in 1858. <laughs> so, yeah. Honest Abe now has an asterisk beside <laughs> his right. name. Is that not true? That's right. Honest Abe, politician. <laughs> We've come to the decision on how we're going to give away these tickets to see Thomas Rhett October the 11th at the Yum Center in Louisville. Yes. Yes, we have. We are not going to play Two Truths and a Lie. We are not going to play Is It True or Did I Just Make It Up? And you won't even have to shake a sugar tree to win these tickets. That's right. No shaking of a sugar tree to win these tickets. Right. We're going to try for the first time ever, at least I believe it is, Okay. the first time ever, our first extra sensory perception contest. An ESP contest. Yes. Okay. If you've got a little ESP in you. Yeah, and you, who doesn't? That's right. You cannot possibly lose this contest. Okay. Now, if you don't have any ESPN yeah. in you. <laughs> Not ESPN. No, no. <laughs> ESPA, ESP. In you. Yes. Okay. If you don't have that, yeah. call someone who does. We don't get a phone way. a friend. Yes. <laughs> it's the only way you can win yeah. these tickets here on the Morning Road So how show. is this going to work exactly then? Oh, yeah. we got to do that part, too, <laughs> I mean, don't we? You said it was ESP, but how does it work? Well, we're, we'll tell you. We're coming okay. up with that. Okay. All righty. And this is how we're going to do it. Okay. With our first ever extrasensory perception contest. Yeah, how's this going to work? Uh, this is exactly how it's well, going to work. Remember that number we told you to remember earlier? Yes. 812-386-1250. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that number. And this is how our contest works. All you have to do is just sit wherever you're at right now. Okay. Thinking right. about entering our contest. And if you're our big winner... Please tell us. 
Yeah, because you'll have the ESP and you'll know. That's it. You're the big winner. That's right. All you have to do is tell us. That's right. We're going to say, why have you called us? The answer has to be, because I'm the big winner. Hi, who's this? This is Sandy Stewart. And where are you from? I'm actually from Corden, Indiana. Oh, okay. So why have you called the Morning Road Show today with Weed and Cliff? Because I am the big winner. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes. Wow. You're the one with the ESP. I I didn't know that the amazing Kreskin had any relatives in that area. And yet here you are. I know. Actually, I am on my way to Princeton to work today, so... Oh, okay. And where do you work at in Princeton? At Regions. At Regions. I see. Well, we could just about throw our ticket out the window <laughs> at you, couldn't we? <laughs> huh? That's awesome, yeah. Well, I, I think I can make it there today. Well, today. <laughs> I hope you can. Well, Sandy, if you make it here today, we've got your name uh-huh. on the tickets, okay? I will be there. All right. Thank you, Sandy, and congratulations. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I guess we don't have to really put her name on the tickets. <laughs> well, that's true. She'll just come in and know these are mine. She'll know where we hide them at, too. True. Wish I had that skill. Maybe Cliff. she could give us some lottery numbers oh, while she's here. Yeah, leave six of them <laughs> on the we'll, table, will you? We'll ask, yes. And I was at the garden center on Saturday afternoon, Cliff, yeah. checking out some leaf blowers because mine's starting to go... <laughs> Whenever you turn really? it on, yes. Okay. And they've got so many selections in there that it's almost confusing. At least it is to my simple mind. No, oh, it is. They've got turbocharged versions. Yeah. Hyper velocity, mega thrust. I don't know if I could handle a mega thrust Whoa. or not, Cliff. Yeah, I don't think you want a mega thrust in your hands like that. I don't either. If that thing got loose, just imagine what the mega thrust could do. All the damage. I don't want to see a mega thrust anywhere. I can't handle it. And if I, you know... You can't handle the mega thrust. No, and if I drop it, yeah. the thing will be chasing me through the That's yard. Right. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. I can yeah. too. <laughs> mega thrusting right after me, Cliff. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you look around town, Cliff, you can see everybody's starting to decorate the outside of their houses anyway. Yeah. In the Halloween style. How's that? Okay. Halloween yes, style. Yes, I, I would agree with that. And then I read this morning in Wisconsin, there's a town there called Lafarge, Wisconsin. Lafarge. Yes. Where the police on Facebook have uh, told everyone the rules for toilet papering someone's (laughs) house, which is kind of strange. That there's rules. Yes. Okay. And these come from the police department. That's right. They say if you're going to toilet paper houses, you should first receive consent from the person that you're going to toilet paper. Once they say yes, then afterwards, you come back and clean up all the toilet paper. <laughs> That's right. you got to ask permission to toilet paper That's, a house. That's just wrong on multiple levels. Yes. Because if you ask them, who's going to say yes to that? Can we toilet paper your house? No. No. <laughs> no one volunteers for that. No. That's part of the fun. That's right. I mean, is knowing someone's going to wake up in the morning and there's going to be toilet paper hanging from their trees that they have to clean up. Exactly right. (laughs) And they don't know who done it. 
that you got no, away that's with right. it. Yeah. It's the excitement of it. They're just ruining Halloween for everyone. They are. It's like getting kissed on the mouth by your aunt. That's exactly what that oh, is, gross. Cliff. Exactly, especially, yes. Especially if she's slipping you the tongue. Okay. <laughs> now, we didn't have to step over that line. <laughs> Who thinks of that stuff besides Cliff Ingram? Oh, lots of people. You never know. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Short, sweet, and simple this morning. How many people do you think have died in the history of the world. If you had to guess, what would your number be? Probably too low. Didn't probably, Whatever you yeah. guessed. Yeah. Because according to the research, Cliff, okay. approximately 101 billion human beings have died on planet Earth since the beginning of time. 101 billion. That's what they say. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Wow. And you can take that to the bank. Hmm. And happy Monday. And no kidding. That was uplifting. Was. Upbeat. Happy. Cliff, anything said today? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, phrases of the day start with number three. You can't handle the mega thrust. Number two. Honest Abe has an asterisk. <laughs> But he's a politician, so we should have known. We should have. We should have. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, like kissing your aunt, especially if she's slipping you the tongue. Okay, I don't <laughs> think we had to hear that twice. And it's number one. Number one. You're absolutely right. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.